I was like, we have gone so far off course. I was just, I was just looking at that. I'm like, okay, um, so the government the down with the government. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know how the fuck you're gonna edit any of this together, but amazing. I'll just start with, with saying skill and class re- with amazing skill. Um, we all bow down, bow down. Like I've already had feel like I should make another, but it's all. So with that, I'll just say, hello, everybody, and hello. welcome to Peculiar Things. Holy shit. You can't even imagine what we already Oh, your mic is cutting out. But, uh, no. I know. Oh it's been, like, flawless this whole time. That's it. All right. Did I, did I at least say Peculiar Pairings? Did that work? Sorry, what? Oh, shit. Sorry. No, I unplugged mine to make sure it wasn't, like, my problem. Well, no, no. I didn't hear you now. No, I'm not, oh. even, like, I'm not even kidding. You... Well, now I hear okay. you. I just unplugged oh, it God. just to make sure it wasn't, like, my mic glitching. Oh, okay. Well, then that probably would... Because it, it did have the green... Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. This feels like <laughs> it's not going our way. <laughs> It's one of those. Maybe I have to increase my sensitivity or something. Yeah. Did you at least hear me say welcome to Peculiar? And I cut it again. Oh, my God. All right. Hold on. Let me go to. And then it's like once you say the name Peculiar Pairings, that's when it's like. Oh, my God. So so welcome everyone to our show. We're a hot mess today. Apparently, what the hell? Uh, how, do a mic test. Are am I having mic issues? All right, everybody, hold on. I'm gonna hit. Welcome to our show where we're having issues. This is what happens when we talk for like two hours. <laughs> Yay! Um, I guess let's roll with it, and I'll just talk louder and hope mic. But again. <laughs> We've been talking this whole time and nothing's been wrong. And all of a sudden it keeps cutting out. What the hell is that? Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Plugging it. (laughs) As I'm going to say, it's like the IT person. Did you turn it off or turn it back on? Yeah. You're like, yes, I did. We could have a whole like Patreon episode about IT things that have happened at the, that I worked at. It's just, it's pushed again. I keep seeing the green border, and the green border goes away. Um, would it help if you left the chat and then tried coming back in, or like close Discord down and yeah, then come actually, back? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You and Greg, Craig, stay here. I yeah, I'll do that. I'll unplug my mic and then plug it back in. I'll be right back. Okay. Jesus Christ. So while Matt is doing all of that, I am going to let all of you know what our sources for today's episode on, in which we are talking about prohibition in the U.S., which is www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov, USA Today, Snopes, and Time Magazine. Look at that. Who would have thought that Time Magazine would have been in there? Not me. Where I'm really stepping it up in the world on my research. But I was actually very excited to talk about this topic because I have heard a lot about it. And it's just kind of one of those things that I've seen the memes on the internet that's talked about the US government, you know, manipulating and tainting alcohol during prohibition and 
just kind of haven't really had a chance to speak about it until now. So those are our sources. And it looks like Matt has rejoined us. So Matt, please tell us about our pairing. I was going over the sources and topic for today's episode. I'm not going to lie. For just a second, when I popped back in, I was like, is she just talking to Craig? Like, for anyone who doesn't She's know, we're recording this over Discord. She has lost it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was so, so like, you know, the, going over the important semantics of, you know, my I sources, did, yeah. what the topic is, why. I did pick up on that. But yeah, for just a second, I was like, for anyone who doesn't know, like, they, they have a little entity on Discord they call Craig that you can use to record audio. And so I jumped back in the call and I'm like, she's she's talking really adamantly and kind of animatedly. I'm like, who the fuck is she talking to? And I'm like, is she talking to the robot? He's not even really an AI. He's just there just, just to collect robot. audio. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I am kind of trying to get used to that because I actually did record for 50 oh, most yeah. today. That's actually why I have Very makeup on good. my face. So I did two episodes, <laughs> the first two episodes, and it's really weird because I feel like a crazy person talking to myself because I was also home alone all day. So yeah, I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have adjusted my sensitivity on my mic, so hopefully that's better. Okay. Um, the green bar is constantly there now, so hopefully it's not just. Hopefully you're not just picking up my air conditioning the whole I'm time. Knock but on wood. Anywho, yeah. Um, well, I hope that episode went well. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I I'm, love the the concept and everything. I'm other than the the slight it. uncomfortableness about like just talking to yourself. I think that is the thing every like YouTuber and like solo podcaster has to get used to, and that's like always why the mm, first mm-hmm. few episodes you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because and I definitely had a few moments where I'm like this is gonna be fun I know we've already gone like further off course than we were expecting but I, okay. I will say that reminds me of um, I had a few times when I was working at the state of Minnesota where I had to create a sort of like tutorial thing for a new mm. like digital form we were creating and yeah. so I spent a week recording audio and certain things and it really did feel weird when I was just in my office like kind of pretending that I was talking to a room full of people who would be hearing this training, but it just felt so odd. Cause I'm like, I'm just, I'm just here by myself, just talking yeah. to no one. It felt so strange. Yeah. I had a lot of audio clips that just were me starting over. Yep. And like I said that wrong. Yeah. And cussing myself out. Yeah. That was, um, I did auditions for voiceover work for a little bit, which was not oh, successful. No it was just kind of something oh, I was no. like trying out, which is yeah. fine, but I did have a lot of those moments. And yeah, I will say with practicing that, I do have a very decent robotic voice, <laughs> like a scary yeah. style type voice. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I use when Gabriel's like gaming and he dies and I go, dying, 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 death, death, death. <laughs> Like, if we're joking around and I, like, poke him, I'm like, stab, stab, stab. 
<laughs> like my finger. Oh, poor Gator. <laughs> he thinks that's funny, and he well, wants good. to use that for something. Like, I think he's talked about using it, like on Twitch, where he has like my voice recorded oh, okay. in like a soundboard. So if he ever yes, does streaming, yes. he can just like press. <laughs> buttons that would be voice. excellent yes i'm like no, that i can would see be that for really sure funny that would be amazing although you'd get royalties on that but make sure he knows oh no he like, that's your voice that's your time okay good good, yeah, good, I'm good like good, you, good, you good. gotta give me credit for my voice uh well i've we god this has been a night of just tangents you mentioned the pairings like 10 minutes ago that's okay. um so i'll start with the simple one uh I, I keep talking about like wanting to do more uh, intricate, maybe like extravagant pairings and stuff. Yeah. And I just couldn't pass this up because it makes me feel like a cheap ass and I'm copping out. But um, I happen to know a little bit about this topic and it happens to deal with like prohibition and stuff. Yes. And so I was looking for some inspiration and I'm like, what treats were popular during the twenties and stuff. And I couldn't believe it when one of my favorite things pops up because I, if I remember correctly, it was invented in 1922. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't realize that prohibition went for more than a decade because it yeah. started in like uh, 1920s and went through 33 or something yep. like that. Um, the, the Reese's peanut butter cup was created in 1922. Oh, I wouldn't uh, have known And that. I was like, I wouldn't have either. I thought it came much later yeah. than that, but I'm like, well, I mean, if it's prohibition and I can't have like a beer or a whiskey or something, hell yeah, I'm eating a goddamn Reese's. Yeah. Fucking peanut butter. Oh, so our our treat today is just the simple Reese's peanut butter cup. It is often imitated. I, I mean, even if you get like kind of gourmet peanut butter cups, I feel like they still don't stand up to the Reese's. I mean, it's just yeah, such a perfectly formulated peanut butter chocolate treat. It's amazing. Yeah, so I'm like, I have to go with that for the treat. Oh yeah. Uh, the the drink, however, is um, something that apparently came to prominence in the 20s during Prohibition, known as the sidecar, and traditionally is cognac, uh, a little bit of orange liqueur. I'm using triple sec, and uh, lemon juice. Uh, however, tonight, at least uh, on my end, I'm enjoying what I'm calling the broken sidecar because I'm using uh, e and XO brandy. Uh, I am using triple sec, but then I'm adding lime juice, which we used in the last week's episode. Because I'm like, well, I'm not buying a whole nother bottle of shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm never going to drink that much lemon juice. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's the broken sidecar. And uh, it, at least for for uh, from my perspective, it's going way better than the Cosmo. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the I, Cosmo did not go well for me. So what I did for mine was I used the remainder of the vanilla bourbon that I had. Oh, yeah. And okay, nice. I actually bought some lemons. So I had a physical lemon that I was like oh, wow. squeezing into the cup. Very satisfying. Yes. And... <laughs> So I did actually use lemon juice of mine and then triple sec and okay. pretty good. It was very citrusy and bright. I, well, I, and I think, I think I learned my lesson from last week because the, the recipe I ended up pulling up uh, for a sidecar, just like the Cosmo called for three quarters of an ounce of uh, lemon juice. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I cut that in half because I'm like the last time when we did the Cosmo, I'm like, it was so citrusy. It was sour as hell. Uh, and it's still very citrusy, so I'm not sure. I'm honestly at this point just questioning if I'm even using the right ingredient, but it says lime juice on the bottle. And uh, so, I yeah, I used half of that, and it's still very citrusy, but much more palatable yeah. than the uh, the Cosmo from last week. So, yeah, I felt like it was pretty um, so easy far to it's going drink, better. so I, I was content with it. Yeah, my my initial sip too. Well, and I even used a shaker, so I'm like, it should be mixed pretty well. Yeah. But my my first sip tasted very uh, alcoholy, almost vodka esque. Okay. I, I was kind of surprised at how much alcohol flavor I got. Um, but the the next few sips uh, were were actually very tasty, and okay. it, it it kind of yeah, it kind of seems to be a perfect sort of counterpart to the sweetness of the the peanut butter cups. So, yeah. Uh, it was a good. Have a few more over the course, and we'll see. Yeah. Considering what we've talked about with the drink, uh, I can only imagine what people are assuming we're talking about. Celine, without any further ado, since it has been an insane amount of time, what are we talking about this week? Yes. So, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about prohibition in the U.S., but more specifically, yes. the U.S. government poisoning alcohol. Yes. And I do, I have heard a little bit about this and just like the concept of it is ridiculous. And yeah. at the same time, like it kind of makes sense. Like not, not to say that you should poison your citizens, but like, I, I at least understand sort of where the, the, the thought process went as stupid as it sounds like I, it's just, it's still crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, during the Prohibition era, because they're not just poisoning alcohol to poison it. Indeed. You know, this, we all know this era, the the speakeasies, the <laughs> underground drinking clubs, the jazz music, was the a lot gangsters, of crazy stuff. monsters, yeah. the bootlegging, which yeah. we did talk about in episode 42. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. The, if I'm not mistaken, the the original birth of NASCAR. Yes, like, we, Need yeah, for we, Speed. Indeed, is the title yeah. of that episode. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody, go check it out. Yeah. We, yeah, we had a lot of things that were strangely birthed out of this era. Yeah, um, and something else that was very common was people accidentally dying from self-induced methanol poisoning. <laughs> Which was from the consumption of alcohol. The the great American pastime. Yes. And for over a decade, the U.S. government barred the production and sale of drinking alcohol, consuming it, selling it, all of that. And, you know, importing it as well. And that was oh, known yeah. as the... 18th Amendment to our Constitution, which was established in January of 1920. Which is also weird. Like, I remember learning about it in history class. But, yeah. like... It feels it's so long ago. Yeah. I, for, yeah, first of all, it does. But it's also weird, like, as, as like, a fourth grader, they, they, like, they, they kind of have to teach you about all the amendments if you're going to learn about the Constitution. Yeah, but they, they 
it's weird looking back and thinking like I didn't really have a concept of what prohibition really was. <laughs> they tried to explain it, but as a child, you don't really have any kind of grasp of like yeah. as an adult how much you're going to enjoy alcohol. <laughs> Like, the potential fun of it. And so, as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, so dads couldn't drink beer for a while. And it's like, oh, you... Yeah. I also didn't... I, I mentioned this earlier, but I also didn't realize um, until I looked up a few drinks, like, just how long Prohibition lasted. For some reason, as a kid, I remember thinking it was, like, a few years. I was yeah. shocked to learn it's quite a while. Yeah, I think the thing that is shocking to me is that we got rid of the consumption of alcohol before women could vote. That is genuinely sad. It, yes. It's, yeah. Although well, it was certified in the same year, so it was mm -hmm. established within the 1920s, but they did choose to get rid of <laughs> alcohol first <laughs> well and i was gonna say like i if i remember correctly there was a significant kind of overlapping of um like women's suffrage with the prohibition movement so there were a lot of women who were really active in like the prohibition kind of uh yeah, yeah and it was kind of intermingled with suffrage but you're you're not wrong like the idea that they decided to tackle prohibition before women's right to vote is yeah. sad to say the least yeah it uh but i will say that just because they put it in the constitution and they make something illegal it doesn't mean people aren't going to do it anyway oh my god right drugs are a great example of that in case we forgot yeah yeah, we are just... It, it is kind of amazing how often it does seem like history repeats itself. Yeah. So, uh, I did learn, and I think that it is important to share this, is that there are actual different types of alcohol base bases. Oh, okay. I guess, and that there is ethanol alcohol, oh, which is yeah, like yeah, yeah. what you drink in... It's in beer, wine, mm -hmm. just about everything. For sure. It's about 4 to 9% in beers. It's less equal to or less than 16% in wine. And then 20 to 40% in liquors and other infusions. So it is still considered a substance that in high quantities is poisonous. So, you know, For sure. alcohol poisoning is very much a thing. It's very Without real. a doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then there is methanol, which is also called wood alcohol. Oh. And this is like moonshine and things you <laughs> should not consume. <laughs> like how you start with you shouldn't consume. Quick side note, my when you first mentioned what this was, I was I was going to have us like the drink was just going to be multiple shots of just straight moonshine. Which even by today's Does that taste good on its own? Oh no. And even by today's standards, like I'm as far as I know, like the quote unquote moonshine you can buy like in a store is not even anything close to what they were making. Like no. I mean it's basically no, it gasoline. Yeah. Yes. Uh and I do but... have a note on there that um, oh, okay. one of my favorite moonshine producing companies actually is Old Smoky and that yeah. 
Oh, yeah. They do make stuff that is safe for consumption in normal, yeah. non-binge drinking quantities. <laughs> um, yeah. And also very apple tasty. pie is my favorite. Oh, it my is, God. Their apple pie is incredible. It is a very good one. Uh, old Smoky, like, if you're looking to sponsor somebody, we'll take it. We'll, yes. yeah, I, I will drink as much apple pie as is required. Oh, my God. It's so good. I actually I, just tried their banana pudding and strawberries and cream one. And I tried those in like little mini shots. Yeah. Or like the little shooters. Not physical mini shots, but you know, little shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They have those, those cute little mason good. jars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will mention real quick it, my experience with moonshine. Uh, if you ever talk to, to my dad, your Uncle Tom, um, we do have some relatives, apparently, that still make some moonshine. And he had, oh. no joke, a legit full mason jar of straight just liquor. And uh, me and maybe or maybe not Zach, uh, my brother, had some one Christmas. And um, I don't remember all of that Christmas. Probably for, for good reason. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah. The type of wood alcohol used for creating that type of moonshine <laughs> is usually in formaldehyde and fuel. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's, I, there's a reason it <laughs> tastes the way it does. <laughs> and all I'll um, say, too, is they're the same uh, relatives that uh, were often seen making like homemade maple syrup. I don't know exactly what constitutes wood alcohol, but they made a lot of it. And wow, was it potent. Yeah. So it is. uh, It is kind of where the saying that you don't drink too much moonshine or you'll go blind comes from. Yeah, for sure. And that, you know, like this is the stuff that like you get from the neighbor that they made in their bathtub that you're like, I don't know if this will kill me or not. Yeah. No, no joke. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure Dad even mentioned that like they literally made it in a bathtub. <laughs> like it, it, I mean, yeah, it was in, in a literal mason jar that just had handwritten like dates on it of like this is when it was yeah. prepared. And I'm like, uh, I think this might kill me. And we just poured it into like mug root beer, and it almost did. Yeah, that is. Um, when yeah. you don't remember the evening, you've definitely gone far enough. Or um, oh yeah. In oh. my cases, when I have overindulged, which has always been at home, mm-hmm. for the most yes. part. Yes, I think that's an, that's an important note to add. It is in the safety of my home, and I plan to not go anywhere. I agree. Usually yes. I reach a point where I'm like, yeah, I don't feel so good. And <laughs> next thing I know, I'm asleep in the bathtub. Yeah. That's what happened last time, anyway. <laughs> well, and, and the only times that I've had moonshine like that was, like, at Christmas or, like, a New Year's party, and I yeah. was not driving anywhere. Like, I knew what I was getting into. So I'm like, I'm not I, I'm not going anywhere. I don't have to go yeah. home. Yeah, I'm staying here for the night. So just yeah. be responsible, people. That's yes, all I'm saying. Be responsible. Please. Yes, thank you. So... With that and the fact that the government was like, hey, ban alcohol, they started devoting quite a bit of resources to try to stop all of the bootlegging, which became a pretty lucrative business because, you know, the mafia and other mobsters were like, 
well, I could import this and like sell this for like twice the cost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speakeasies didn't come from nowhere. Yeah, and you know, it it was you know something that like general people could get, but if you were someone who was more working class or lower class, like this would you would not have necessarily been going to like a speakeasy to drink. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So then with that, there was like a lot of increase of pressure from people selling the illegal alcohol because, you know, like there's only so much supply. And for sure, with the strongest demand being with the speakeasies, a lot of smuggling networks were coming in and then also getting squashed as quickly as they came up because the government is trying to keep it from happening. Right. Well, and I suppose it's easy enough to make, but it's not necessarily easy enough to distribute, which is like where bootlegging yeah. comes in. So it's like, yeah, we, we all know how to make moonshine and we know that everybody in America wants it, but mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the easiest to get to the places where people are drinking it. Yeah. So this is when the government decided to shake things up a little bit and <laughs> they started what they called the noble experiment noble ex you know i've when and when you first mentioned this i forgot that i had actually listened to a couple of like youtube episodes uh you know shows on this or like podcast things yeah. I, through the course we've had literally so many tangents tonight just recording i kind of forgot the whole point i was thinking that we were just talking about prohibition i forgot what the whole purpose of this was and i i can't help but stopping and mentioning just how delighted i am to say that like the idea that this occurred is so absurd i know they like I forgot what we were actually going to talk about. And now I have just gotten really excited because the insanity of it is, is just exciting to me. Yeah. It, it gets very intense. Mm -hmm. I feel like is the correct word. Absolutely. Um, so what they started doing was they, they had kind of started this earlier is that they started mandating the addition of, poisonous materials including methanol to uh, industry alcohol to discourage people from drinking it which initially was just you know stuff that like you should not have been drinking anyways right. that were toxic chemicals so things like rubbing alcohol paint thinner formaldehyde <laughs> stuff like that you should not be drinking anyways right. but it like contains some sort of alcohol content so they're like yeah we're gonna make sure that like that stuff like is indeed poisonous yeah well and, and it, it kind of shows you the the level of like the 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 determination of the human spirit because we already had speakeasies we had people who were illegally transferring alcohol but like the government found it necessary to essentially infiltrate the, in the industries of legally manufactured types of alcohol to the degree that like we know people are drinking what is essentially poison. So we're going to also yeah. poison it so that they feel like they shouldn't 
It's, oh my yeah. God, it's just such a crazy time. It's essentially making poison more poisonous. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of these chemicals were commonly converted into drinking alcohol. And right. quite a few of it was bootlegged alcohol during Prohibition. And that was from basically what they were doing was what they called, um, Hold on, I have it a little farther down in my notes. So they were basically denaturing the alcohol and being like, hey, like now this isn't consumable. Right. And then everyone who was making the alcohol was like renaturing it. So <laughs> making it then consumable again. So basically, they were, the government was aware of like what people were using it for. When mm-hmm. they started with the noble experiment, but we're like, oh, well, like this would effectively cut off the supply for people, so they'll stop doing it. <laughs> right, for sure. No, so, yeah, without a doubt. They had actually started doing this practice in 1906, which Whoa. required companies to denature industrial alcohol, so things like paint thinner, solvents, other yeah. liquids, paints in general. Yeah. And, you know, stuff that you shouldn't be consuming anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then that the process of, like, adding a little bit more of that was known as denaturing alcohol. So do in order to do that, they added things like quinine, methyl alcohol and other toxic chemicals as like deterrence. <laughs> yeah. Cuz they're like, "Well, you shouldn't be drinking paint thinner, so we're going to just add a little bit of this other poison in it because you shouldn't be drinking it." So it's it actually is, poisonous. Yeah, it is kind of amazing that like that's that's just sort of how the government works because they they can't necessarily acknowledge that like the illegal underground alcohol trade is going on. Yeah. And it's like so what we'll regulate is the legal current trade of what we consider to be alcohol and we're going to put extra poison into it because we know that there are people out there who are consuming this uh as yeah. alcohol but we will poison them for I mean like they're already scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of alcohol consumption. And it's like, do you really have to poison them on top of it? Come on, guys. Yeah. And with that, what people were drinking was that industrial methanol is known as wood alcohol. Mm. So it's, you know, stuff that's made for wood and other materials that's not made for people. <laughs> right. And... What they would do with that mixture was adding methyl al- alcohols to grain alcohol. Ooh. So trying to cut off the supply of like beers, whiskeys, anything like that by adding this right. other thing to it and making okay. it harder for people to then make alcohol. Um, so that's ooh. when people okay. started renaturing stuff and attempted to return it to a drinkable state and oddly enough a lot of really big bootleggers started paying chemists and paying them very well to (laughs) do this job 
Wow. Because they're like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. If we, I mean, if you have the money to, you should. So they started doing that, which then ended up becoming the primary source for alcohol during that time, was having someone renature it through chemistry. Well, and, and if, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I believe this is actually where brandy comes from because they used to denature. So. Yeah, they used to denature uh, wine, um, essentially yeah. like dehydrate it to the point where it wasn't like consumable. And then yeah. they would transfer it somewhere to where they could rehydrate it and it would turn into what they called brandy wine. Um, and it turned into what is my personal favorite alcohol of choice of brandy because it was like an alcohol that had been dehydrated or it was wine that was dehydrated mm -hmm. and fermented along its journey. And then when they tried to rehydrate it, it didn't just turn back into wine. It became sort of a, a new kind of alcohol. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of amazing how like prohibition added to the plethora of alcohols that we have available. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's weird how this, this kind of strange time in history lent to a new, like tasting variety yeah. of different alcohols. It's, it's, it's it's weird how like this prohibition lent to new types of alcohol. I yeah, guess is what I'm getting at. Um, it did also lead to some other unfortunate circumstances, oh, which yeah, was that it increased a lot of death and suffering among the American oh, people. Yes. Okay, I mean, if you want to start, yeah, if you want to start counting negatives, for sure. Okay, that's. I mean, this is this is the big negative we are talking that is, about that is today. That's a very so big negative. You're no. right. The, the whole and, point was that the U.S. government essentially poisoned the populace. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And one of the most notable was Christmas Eve in 1926 in New York. Oh, my God. Where 41 people died from alcohol-related poisonings at New York's Bellevue Hospital. So this was one oh. hospital... One yeah. Christmas. I mean, yeah. So I, then the government was like, well, that didn't work. So let's make <laughs> it more poisonous. Oh, my God. Yeah, you'd hope that they would dial it back. But no, they doubled down. They doubled down. And by the mid-1927s, most denaturing formulas included a list of the following. So multiples... Oh in this okay. category, not all of them <laughs> at once, I hope not. So we have kerosene, brucine, oh. gasoline, benzene, cadmium, iodine, zinc, mercury salts, oh. nicotine, ether, <laughs> formaldehyde, chloroform, camphor, carbolic acid, Ugh. quinine, and acetone. So... Just just to clarify, as far as you know, are these liquids that people were drinking? Not knowingly. Right. Because these were the liquids that the government was using in alcohol substances, okay. in things like mouthwash, paint thinner, nail polish remover. Oh, my. To denature them and make them like not safe for consumption. 
I guess what what I what I'm really asking. <laughs> look, you mentioned a few a few standouts there. Were people drinking gasoline? I don't think they were drinking straight gasoline. Okay. <laughs> but people died because gasoline was in something that they thought. Oh, would okay. Okay. Be safe to consume alcohol. Okay, now I got you. Oh my god. So like they could have added gasoline to some form of like paint thinner that someone's like, I'm okay. gonna renature this, and then it did not go well. I see. And they these, died from it. These Stuff like are that. yeah, these are things I, I think I misunderstood the list. Like these are things that people were adding to alcohol. Or like that. So things this is what the government was adding to Things that contained alcohol right, to right, 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 right. people from drinking it was yeah, a list okay. of all of those. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Not all of them into one substance, but right. they No, that's yep. I'm on the I'm on the right yeah. page now. Just the idea that this is this is the list of things the government was dropping into things that they knew people were consuming. And yes. I, I cannot stress this enough. The list includes mercury. <laughs> Mercury salts, but still mercury. Okay. <laughs> and the, I think wow. the one that I was surprised with was iodine. Yeah. Would not have thought iodine. Yeah, that's weird. Or zinc, because <laughs> you know people are like, take zinc when you have a cold. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's a legit vitamin. What the hell? <laughs> I guess with certain things in combination, it becomes deadly. Well, and I mean, it's like anything else, I'm sure, with, with yeah. a high enough concentration. Right, exactly. They dumped a whole bunch of it into somebody's yeah. liquor cabinet, and they're like, that'll kill some people. Yeah, and at the time, thanks to the Treasury Department and their demands to make all of the consumption of alcohol stop, uh. that they increased the amount of methyl alcohol to be up to 10% of the total product. Oh my God. So like your trusty nail polish remover could ta- contain up to 10% of acetone and ether Ugh. in it, which I think that's also why it currently smells the way it does is because right, they don't right. <laughs> yeah, actually I, I do. I do have a bottle of oh yeah what does it say on there yeah 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 i'm gonna see if it tells me i mean the idea though is that okay so this is um i bought this specifically when i was doing more gel polish on my nails right so it is ultra powerful (laughs) yeah this is meant to break up anything and it is 98 percent acetone oh shit yeah. So Ew. people were like drinking this stuff. Oh my god. Horrifying. Ugh. Well, Absolutely horrifying. It doesn't it doesn't smell appetizing. No, so, that is for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, so like that bathroom hooch could have contained god knows what and <laughs> you know, it basically they were trying to scare people into not drinking. Mm-hmm. And Seymour M. Lohman, who was the assistant secretary of the treasury, 
had said that, and this is this is a quote that I got from oh one of the articles. Okay. That it was mostly affecting people that were on the fringes of society and that it was more of the people who were considered the undesirables. And the yeah. the direct quote is that they were dying off fast from poison hooch and that the result was a sober America that a good job will have been done. You do, you have to appreciate how often, like, the fringes are just sort of left to rot of their own yeah. devices. That is America. Screw yeah. the fringes of society. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And despite a lot of public outcry, they continued until Prohibition was repealed seven years later. So, so the government was just like, yeah, whatever. Too bad, so sad. Yeah, they, they like went full strength until Prohibition was ended. I do love the idea that they were just like, like that that was even their tactic. They were like, yeah. right, well, you know, okay, so people want alcohol. Well, we'll we'll poison it. We'll just put poison in the alcohol and that will make them not want to drink it. And so part of it is that they... A lot of these substances already contained some of that stuff. They're like, we'll just add more. The higher concentration will make it, like, yeah, better. It'll make it, like, you know you shouldn't drink it. That's what we'll do. You already know it's bad for you, but if we make it even more bad for you, then you'll know that you shouldn't do it because it's even more bad than it was before. Yeah, and... A lot of people at the time felt that the government had a moral responsibility for the deaths of the people that they poisoned. Do and governments ever really feel like they have a moral responsibility? I mean, it feels like the most government of the time doesn't, but the people do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like the government doesn't the give people a shit. of the United States do. Yeah, that's fair. All right. And a senator in New Jersey named Edward I. Edwards. Shut actually up. likened it's... it. Yes, that is his name. Edward I. Edwards. Yes. Oh, all right. He likened the government poisoning alcohol to legalized murder. Yeah. I, as... I mean, when it comes down to it, like you buy yeah. some some bathtub moonshine from the neighbor and then your spouse dies, like yeah. what are you gonna do about it? You're gonna go like turn in your neighbor for the alcohol they illegally made but you illegally bought i mean as ridiculous as that guy's name was like the idea is that they they, the point is they knew that people were still going to consume they were still going to do it anyway right it it wasn't about prevention it was about uh punishment essentially the idea is like yes this this is a tactic it was all this time yeah, th- this is a tactic that necessarily requires sacrifice of people's lives because you're like, well, we'll just poison the thing that they're drinking. And it's like, yeah, but they're not going to know it's poisoned until people die. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, it necessarily requires the sacrifice of a certain amount of people before others, like, see that it's poisoned. Uh, not a, not a yeah. great idea overall. Yeah, and... There were a lot of people who did not die who had side effects of it, which oh is my God. Um, 
Most notable being blindness. You know, do you drink oh too much, God. you'll go blind. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ugh. And uh, respiratory paralysis, which if I remember my science say, anatomy I, stuff correctly, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that then requires you to get an iron lung. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not an expert on, on a lot of these medical terms. Respiratory paralysis sounds like the stopping of breathing, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, um, that sounds not good. And I, I could be very wrong here, but I'm pretty sure are. that is one of the major issues with polio. Oh my is God. that you can have respiratory paralysis, which is why yeah. when tons of kids were getting polio, oh. they then got iron lungs because you yep. can't physically breathe. And I am going to double that, check that real quick. I, I mean, even even if that isn't like necessarily the the outcome of polio, the, the, the fact is they knew what they were putting in these compounds was going to cause this kind of thing. Like the, the, the whole point is they had a team of people when they said we want to make this so that when they drink it, there is a punitive measure to whatever they're consuming they knew the things that they were putting into these compounds what they were going to do so it's like if it causes respiratory paralysis like they knew that when they put it in there that's what was going to happen okay so it looks like more extreme cases cases of respiratory paralysis do require an iron lung right but a lot of it is having muscle weakness, if not losing it all together. Oh my God. And that could be a lot of like shortness of breath, trouble breathing okay. type of thing. Ugh. But um, this is where the term blind drink comes from. Okay. Which, um, and that's different than um, drinking till you're blind. So oh, I think it's oh. kind of the notion that um, I won't deny. I, yeah, I, I kind I've of conflated heard, those two. What I've I don't never know heard what the term drink blind yeah. drink. Yeah, me neither. So we are going to go on a little discovery. Oh boy! Yeah, no, I've definitely heard uh, drinking until you're blind, or or blind stinking drunk. Yeah, I guess I just assumed it was you had so much that your neurons were firing differently. I, I guess I wouldn't even understand. So there I if I'm being completely honest, I had never heard the term blind, blind drink. What did you say? OK, so. I guess I miswrote that and that it should be Uh-oh. blind drunk. There we go. And that you are so intoxicated that you see yes. no better than a blind man. Okay. Okay. I, I don't mean to criticize your writing. That makes a lot more sense. Yes, that does. I was like, blind drink? Like, okay. Like, yeah. you don't know what you're drinking? Like, it's a blind taste test? Well, that's I'm like like the way that's that you worded it. Exactly. Like, it does actually make sense. It especially kind for of that. like what you're doing because you don't yeah. know what it's made of. It's like, hey, I'm... <laughs> I made this the other night. Yeah. Here you go. This is my Look, kitchen sink concoction. Well, well, and there there would presumably be a time in prohibition where 
the idea of them adding things to alcohol would become known. So you are yes. literally blinking, or Jesus, you're literally drinking blind in the sense that you want uh, an intoxicant so badly that even though you know it might be poisoned, you're going to quote unquote, like go in blind and just yeah. drink it anyways. So I like the fact yeah. that a typo did lead us down a road that is hypothetically totally plausible, yeah. just not correct historically. Yes. And uh, because of the government poisoning alcohol, this is actually where we get the idea of like, they had this in a lot of cartoons, at least when I was growing up with a kid oh, as a okay. kid, where it's like yeah. the moonshine and it's like the triple X's because it's like yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. die if you drink this. Or oh I guess the God. two X's. Um oh, no, yeah, I think, you're right. it's I like, think it was yeah. I thought it was three. I think it's three, but yeah. Basically that it's like, oh, it's poison, like you don't drink it because it it does actually contain some of the wood alcohol instead of the regular alcohol and uh with that it was not ended until prohibition ended in 1933 yeah and at that time it is estimated that approximately 10,000 people died from this (laughs) i mean in the Thank grand, you, U.S. government. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, in the grand scheme of things, over the course of, like, a decade plus, yeah. 10,000 people isn't a lot. But when you consider the fact that it was a direct result of a government choice, it's like, yeah. well, should the government be killing tens of thousands of people? No, they probably yeah. shouldn't. They probably should not have done that. Yeah, and even back then, it's like... It's it's not a new concept, the idea that you yeah. put something into something else and you won't see the result until it has already been consumed. So it's like they yeah. knew what they were doing in terms of putting a thing into a thing that people will enjoy. They, they yeah. knew at the beginning of this, they knew that it would hurt people. They knew for a fact that it would have a negative, a negative effect. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, thanks to the end of Prohibition, we no longer have to risk our lives to have a drink, thank God. Well, there is also the flip side of that, where it's like the ridiculous nature of, like, human uh, desire to consume alcohol or, like, like just the the sort of nature of humans wanting to affect their mental state or whatever in the sense that at a certain yeah. point you know that the people drinking this stuff knew there was a certain chance that it was going to be poison and they drank it anyway which i think it's funny because um humans aren't the only like mammals oh, to yeah. do that monkeys do it they will wait until a fruit has like yep. fermented and then they'll like have it and be like intoxicated or like um mm-hmm. I saw one where someone's like, oh, these like crab apples have been fermenting like on my lawn. Oh yeah. And the squirrel drank it and the squirrel's just like laying on the sidewalk, like oh, yeah. whoa. Without a doubt, it's not I'm like to humans. It's yeah, which I think yeah. that's the thing that's funny is that it's in some ways it is kind of part of just like that animalistic nature. 
Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, there are there are uh, numerous accounts of, if I'm not mistaken, both ele- elephants and wild boars that have done the oh, same boars. things. Oh, yeah. Oh, there are some I wild boars out there. Dead. Yeah. Huh. Um, there's at least one story I remember reading about of a wild boar, and I, I can't remember if it was related. For some reason, maybe it's just because we're close to Halloween, but I remember it being related yeah. to, to pumpkins that were like sitting on people's oh. doorsteps. But it's the same oh, kind of thing. Yeah. Where, yeah, and and you know that the boar has encountered this before. They they knew that the fruit would like ferment to the point of being an intoxicant. And yeah. they would seek it out and they would consume it deliberately. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're not the only mammals that like to get drunk. It's a universal yeah. thing. It, it is, which is the thing I think is so funny. That it is. Way, is, that yeah, it, is and- it is not just us as a species. Absolutely not. And I wouldn't have anything further to say about it if it was just about being intoxicated in general. But I yeah. do think there's a fair point to be made in the idea that at a certain point, humans had to have known that there were poisons in their drinks and they still decided to drink. I'm like, I feel like there's a human factor in there where we knew there was a certain significant risk to drinking the alcohol. Damn it. We did it anyway. (laughs) Yep. We went for it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that is our, our story. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Like I said, I it's one that I had at least heard of before, but um, it's always fun to expand on, and uh, it's in it's enjoyable learning about the depths of uh, human stupidity. What can I say? Yeah, it is very enjoyable. I will <laughs> say that. Oh, it always is. And as I down my last Reese's peanut butter cup of the evening, I mean, I have to give it an eleven. It's. Is there anything more perfect in the world than a Reese's peanut butter cup? It's so good. I don't think so. I, I think overall, I would give everything just like a nine across okay. the board. Okay. And that is because me personally, like Reese's peanut butter cups are not like my favorite thing. Oh, well, and I, I feel that them. that's. I yeah. will eat them. I also am not like, I'm not the kind of person that's like, I am craving this candy. (laughs) It's, I'm definitely like more partial to Kit Kats. That's for sure. A good Kit Kat. Uh, Yeah. Have you ever gotten like a bag of the unwrapped ones? Like the, the Kit Kat minis there. Yeah. You can just like kill a whole bag. They are very good. Um, Yeah. So. But like I do, I do like them, and I think that as a pairing, it's like a very solid. But if you love Reese's and you like citrus, I think yeah. you would love this pairing. It is, yeah, it is interesting. Um, I am learning. I think I just don't like lemon and lime as much as I maybe thought I might, because this is, I think, the third recipe that we've had that includes a certain amount of citrus. Um, at this level of concentration, and even for this drink, it's still called for like three quarter ounces of lemon juice. And maybe, maybe lime is just more potent than I think it is. But I, yeah. I cut that in half, and this was still 
a significantly large amount of citrus that I was not prepared for. So I'm going to give the drink a five, which is more than I give the Cosmo, if I, if I recall correctly. Yeah. It is, it's so much lime juice that I don't know if I'm reading instructions wrong or I'm measuring them improperly, but th- I, there's I do no think drink that, that lime that has much. a higher potency than lemon. And that when mixed that with be, stuff, yeah. lime really like comes through, whereas lemon is right, right. not quite as like flavor forward. True. Unless it's in like, um, I think you notice lemon more when it's in like pastas. Oh, or maybe even baked goods, perhaps. I don't know if there's a yeah. difference between like a lime pie or a lemon zest, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I have definitely noticed it more. It, um, it's not even necessarily that it's a bad drink, but yeah, it's it's just it's very citrusy heavy. Uh, but oddly enough, even with that said. I do think it strangely pairs well with the Reese's peanut butter cup. There's something about the yeah. sort of uh, earthy flavor of the, the peanut butter cup that, that contrasts well with the, the citrusiness of the side. The chocolate goes really well together. Yeah. Well, and there's a reason that they make like those, uh, I think it's a British thing, but they make those like uh, orange chocolate spheres. Yeah. yeah. And they're very tasty. It kind of works no, out perfectly. There's, um, there are a lot of chocolate bars that do like orange and chocolate. Yeah. So Very overall, good. I think it comes out to close to like a seven. It's um, okay. not not horrible. It's I mean, it's on the high I, end, so it's very good. Well, I enjoy it. At, sorry, I, I was yawning. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was looking at my notes. Yes. And um, uh, oh, yeah. What are you going to say? Not much. <laughs> You're good. Okay. <laughs> if you have any recommendations for us, uh, feel free to email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, message us or tweet at us on Twitter. I'm sorry, on X at uh, Peculiar Pair Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Peculiar Pairings Pod and uh, check us out on Patreon. Why not? Ooh. Ooh. And uh, do we do we have an idea for what's coming up next week? Yes, I can actually give you a list for the next few episodes because I am very excited about them. Okay, okay, get my let me get my notes. Oh shit! Okay, drum roll. (laughs) We are going to be talking about a conspiracy theory next, (gasps) which is the high frequency active auroral research program. Oh shit! Okay. That'll be a fun one. I did already have a drink in mind for that, but I didn't know what any of the initials meant. (laughs) So now I'm excited. Yes. Then we are going to be talking about the Black Eyed Kids. Whoa, that sounds creepy as shit. Oh, yeah. Then we're going to talk about Carnival Rides Gone Wrong. So that might be a few within one episode where I talk about a few different instances. I am. Okay. Very excited about. And then we are going to cap off October with the Stanley Hotel. Ooh, yeah. And for anyone who's not familiar with that, uh, check out some Stephen King shit. You'll figure it out. Read The Shining. Yeah, which has 
I've mentioned this to a few people. I have been reading for approximately three years. Oh. I'm I'm not a great reader. I mean, I, if I you're just like picking it up and like reading every now and then, yeah. Yeah, it, for me, mostly it's that I forgot where I put it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll do I've, it. Yeah, I've moved recently, and I, I read it very slowly. Uh, I will say the first half of it, very creepy. Um, similar to the movie, but not entirely like the same. But um, you got the same vibe. It's good stuff. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know where it is. And uh, someday I'm going to find it, and I will finish it. Yes, I am... I'm very excited to talk about the Black Eyed Kids in the Stanley Hotel. That is a solid list. And I, I'll say right off the bat, like, as much as I'm excited for the Stanley Hotel, I genuinely have no idea what the Black Eyed Kids is. That I've, I don't think I've ever heard that phrase in my entire life. I've heard of the Black Eyed Peas, oh, but now I'm, I'm excited. That sounds fucking incredible. I am so excited to share this with you. This is okay. It's going to be one of our best creepy cryptid type oh, episodes. Well, all right. All right. All right. Don't oversell. <laughs> Thus far. <laughs> Thus far. You just said the Stanley Hotel. Don't don't try to oversell it with the best ever black eyed kids. I mean, that sounds pretty cool, though. I'm not going to lie. It sounds it creepy is. as shit. From the, the podcast I've listened to that have covered it, it like. Oh, okay. It makes my skin crawl, so I'm, like, both excited and scared to <laughs> research it. <laughs> well, now I'm excited. Because I know I'm going to, like, scare myself researching it, like, at home <gasps> when I'm, like, by myself. Well, well, Craig is asking me if we are still recording, so I am going to say that uh, <laughs> we are about done, since yeah. this is, like, three hours long. <laughs> It's fine. We had a lot of ground to cover. We did, and we had a lot of fun. We had some some laughs and some night terrors. It's been a, it's been a great journey. It has. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who has followed along with us, and uh, I guess if nothing else, we'll see you next time. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, go- goodbye. Yes. So, and I will let you go since it is late there. I keep looking, I'm like, I haven't had anything to eat yet. I'm like, I've had like five drinks. I should probably have some fucking food. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to... uh, half a pizza in the microwave. I'm going to heat Ooh, up. So that sounds good. I have some rice, some rice of some sort that I'm going to heat up. Yeah. But well, I will see so, you next time. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>